I want to talk to you today about a walk of faith. Everyone say, walk this way. Now sing it with me. Walk this way. Talk this way. Faith has a walk. Faith has a talk. Faith has a talk. And faith has a walk. We just read it. It has a walk. It has a talk. And we're going to talk about the walk of faith. Jim Durkin was Radiant and I's pastor years ago in Eureka, California. A mighty man of God. They called him the Prince of Preachers. God used him so mighty in reaching uh, the, in the Jesus movement, reaching people, hippies coming out of, out of hippiness, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. God used him so mightily, reaching thousands of young people during that day and time. And while he was preaching, uh, at some point in his ministry, he would say this. He would say whenever it was talking about a scripture of Jesus and Jesus was talking, then Jim would add to the end of the scripture, but we know. And it could have been Paul speaking and Jim would say, but we know. It could have been John. It could have been anybody in the Bible. And Jim would say, but we know it's different today. But we know it's different today. We, but we know. And then the Holy Spirit began to deal with Jim Durkin's heart in a huge way. And he said this, I, I heard him talk about this, but he also wrote it in his book. And he said this, he said, immediately I saw the madness. He began to reason Reason in a way, substituting his reasons for God's eternal truths. And when it comes to faith, it's easy to reason away. Even that scripture that we just read, whatever we ask in his name, believing, receiving, it, it's easy to say, you know, but we know. And I, I, I just want to encourage you today, there's not going to be any but we knows in heart of the city church. We're going to believe God's word for face value, what it is, absolute truths of God's word. So I want, as we go into that today, I want to talk to you about faith and a walk of faith. Faith is absolutely invisible, but there's a scripture that says you can see it. Faith, you can't touch it, but I want to let you know faith can, and I believe for some of you, will touch you today. Faith is not magic, but it's absolutely supernatural. God gives each one of us, if you're a believer today, he's dealt you a measure of faith. It's like a measuring cup. I believe that God wants to add to your cup today. How does God add to our faith? Well, the Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. And so today I think that God wants to do something in this avenue of faith. How many of you know that it's, it's absolutely impossible, impossible for you to please God without faith? The only way that we can please God is walking a life, walking a life of faith. Read the scripture here, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. I think it's going to be beside me here. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. It's not by what you can see. It's not by what you can hear. It's not by what can be part of what you can hear, but it's not about your senses. It's, it's not about what you smell. It's not... We walk by faith and not by sight. Think about walking just for a minute. As soon as you talk about walking, you're talking about movement. Faith is about movement. Faith is about uh, energy being released out of your body. Faith is about motion. It doesn't say we chill out on a couch by faith. 
doesn't say we kick back in the recliner by faith. It doesn't say we sleep by faith. It says we walk by faith. Even as you take a step, you're unbalanced. You're unbalanced till your foot hits the ground. I want to let you know that I think if you're just living comfortable in your faith, and you're just gelling like a felon in your faith, and there's no movement in your life, I got news for you. I would have to challenge you. Are you walking by faith? God wants to do something, I believe, in our hearts in this area of walking by faith. Hebrews 10.38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Listen to this scripture real good. While we do not look at the things which are seen, Wow, what? But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Elijah, he's taking a nap, and all of a sudden, his servant, man, he comes out of the tent early in the morning, whatever they're sleeping in, and he looks, and they're surrounded by the enemy. You know what Elijah does? Elijah's like, hey, 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 do not fear. And then he prays for the, eye, for the guy's eyes. He, Lord, open his eyes. Because Elijah was able to see something the young man didn't see. And he opened his eyes and he looked and there was more on their side than there was against them. How many of you know of God before you? Come on, come on, come on. Who can be against you? How many of you know that God plus you is a majority? God, open our eyes today in this dimension, the fourth dimension of faith. Let us see the way that you want us to see. Faith, Martin Luther King Jr., listen to what he says. I love this. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. I want you to watch this powerful video. It's called A Leap of Faith. It's impossible. Nobody can jump this. Ah! Indy! Indy, you must hurry! you to do something that you've never done before. Faith will ask you to do something that you cannot possibly do. Only 
only by God's hand and his help can you do it. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I felt like the Lord spoke to Radine and I about planting Heart of the City Church. What? How do you plant a church? We've never planted a church before, but we walk by faith. And then we was reading in Deuteronomy 8, and God spoke to this word out of Deuteronomy 8, the simple word copper. And copper led us to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Why? Because we walk by faith. And then all of a sudden, you know, even before that, way before that, I felt like I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me, by faith, the name of the church, heart of the city church. And then we move here, and now, I don't know, you know, we've been probably about seven locations. Now you're here today because of God's faithfulness, and we all walk by faith. We're believing for a tithe of our city. Why? Because we walk by faith. We're believing for people's lives to be changed and transformed by the power of the living God. We're believing for miracles and healings. You're going to hear one in just a few minutes I just heard about from two days ago. Come on. We're believing that God's going to change our city, turn Coeur d'Alene, Kootenai County upside down because we walk by faith. Walk by faith. Come on. We're going to walk this way. We're going to talk this way. Somebody say, walk this way. Faith reminds me of electricity. It's there. Faith is there, but you can't see it. Electricity is here. You, you, you can't see it, but you can see the, the effects and the impact of electricity. I got lights on, video uh, amplify all those things are the effects of electricity though you can't see it faith is somewhat like that you're here because of faith we worship today because of faith we had heart prep today because of faith we sought God on your behalf in these gatherings because of this thing called faith so you can't see faith but you can see the impact the effect and the effects that faith has you can feel uh, electricity, just grab an electric fence, <laughs> just stick your finger in that light bulb socket without the bulb in it. Don't do it, kids. I'm, you can feel electricity, but how many of you know that a power tool is, uh, is created for design? It's designed for something to be used. Like, for example, an electric circular saw is designed to cut timber, not timber, but, you know, boards, lumber. Uh, and, and a drill is, is designed to drill or, or power tools. I see my nephew back there. He's a mechanic, and he's got probably electric. You got any electric? You know, what have you. They're, they're created on design for a purpose. But every one of those uh, uh, electric tools they have to be plugged up. Amen. If they're not plugged into the electricity, just try cutting some lumber with a circular saw that's not plugged up. Yeah. Try to drill a hole with a drill that's not plugged up. Why? It's there. It's beautiful. It's wonderfully designed. But you got to plug into the electric current. How many believers love Jesus, come to church, but they're not plugged up? You need to get plugged into this thing called faith. 
God, I believe this morning wants to just kind of throw your breaker on, empower you with heavenly 110 or 220, maybe some of you 440. I don't care. I just know God wants to power you up and, and, and cause faith to rise within your heart. Man, I'm telling you, the master key of all that I'm talking about today is this thing called faith. An electric, electricity has good conductors and bad conductors. How many of you know that? Like I was talking about earlier, Deuteronomy 8, copper, I mean, we didn't hear it for a conductor. But copper is a very good electric conductor. Copper wire, uh, just stick a piece of copper in, a, in the electric socket over there, you'll find out real quick. It's a really good conductor. Don't, once again, don't do that. But it's a good, steel is a very good conductor. Metals are very good conductors. Waters are very good conductors. But then there's some things that are not good conductors, like, for example, a stick. Stick's not a good conductor. Mud is not a good conductor, dirt. Um, rubber is not a good conductor. Are you a good conductor or a bad conductor? Are you like a, a copper wire? Metal wire? Or are you like a stick in the mud? I'm not calling you a stick in the mud. You got to answer that yourself. If you say, well, Jay, I don't, I don't believe in miracles. I believe they stopped with the apostles. Well, I got news for you. You're probably never going to see them. Why? Because I think your faith is like a stick in the mud. I don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, J.O. What are you talking about baptism? Well, if you don't, you probably will never experience because of this thing that God uses that carries us and takes us from one place to the other is called faith. If you don't have faith, the Bible says, your faith be it unto you. Not your daddy's, not your mama's, not your uncle that was a pastor, not your great grandmother, that, not, not, not Moses' faith, not, 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 not Abraham's faith. Your faith be it unto you. Are you a good conductor or are you a stick in the mud? God, I believe, wants to create in Heart of the City Church a bunch of live wires. Live wires, that's going to be a good conductor, faith from heaven. I mean, God wants to flow through you, man. He wants you to be the transformer, not cutting him off, but God wants to throw that breaker on in your life so that you be that live copper wire. No more sticking them up, no more rubber, no more dirt, but man, that live wire that he can speak through, he can heal through, he can touch through, he can love through, he can reach our city through. Somebody say, live wire. Walk this way. Walk this way and talk this way. If you look at that song, Aerosmith, all that, you know. But it's beautiful in the sense that faith has a walk and faith has a talk. Faith is an instrument that God uses to fulfill his purpose in each one of our lives. I know I get very excited and get passionate, but you need to hear my heart today because I tell you what, I think some of you need to get plugged in. You need to, you need to go right over to there. I got the 
like an invisible wave. Faith is that invisible wave that we ride. Come on, faith is our convictions. Faith is our persuasions. It's it's faith, 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 faith is what I believe, it's what you believe, it's our beliefs, it's, it's our beliefs, it's who we believe in. These are all things that make up a faith, and, and faith can be demonstrated by our good works. You're not saved by good works, but you're saved to do good works. How many of you know you're saved? God has plans for each and every one of us to do wonderful good works. You don't do good works to get the Father's love or his favor. He loves you. I mean, he's, he, he, you're to die for. You're to die for because he's already done that. But he does expect us to walk in beautiful good works. Why? Because Micaiah, what she was saying, let your light shine. Come on, come from underneath the, 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 the little basket. He wants us to shine in this world. We're created for good works. James says this. James says, I'll show you my faith by my works. Just, just walk this way. Just watch how I walk. Watch what I talk. And you'll see uh, some good works. Come on. We're, we're saved to do good works. I want to talk to you about three areas, I believe, three areas that what I would consider is what I consider complete faith, totality of faith. Are you walking in the totality of your faith? Are you walking in complete faith? The first one is, is I call them the CBAs. The C is first confession. Say that with me, confession. Your confession is the conception of your faith. Your confession is the conception. If you, if you say, if you say to the mouth, if you believe in your heart and you confess he's Lord. The first place it begins with a, a confession out of your mouth and it makes sense. Guess how God created all the, our great creator, our great maker. He created everything by just, phew, he spoke it. He, I say, let there be, let there be. And guess what? You are made in his image. You have creative ability through your mouth. So powerful and so proud, the Bible, so profound, the Bible says that you have the power of life and death in your tongue. Power of, you should know that with your, your wife or your husband or your friends or your children. The words that come out of your mouth can produce life or death. Are you following me? So the, con, the conception of your faith is right here, your confession. You follow me? Everyone say, see? Confession. The next one, I, I think that's a part of faith. But it's not whole. It's, not, it's way more than confession. And then you have this thing called believing. Everyone say believe. believe. Believing, I think, is the birthing of faith. I, I believe. There's things that I believe in. It's the birthing. I, I've, I've conceived by my mouth. I believe in my heart. I believe the word of God is the flawless word of God. I believe in water baptism. I believe in the church. It's the bride. It's the woman of God. I, I believe in salvation. A man must be born again. I, I, I believe in walking a life of integrity. Come on. I believe. These are things. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come on. I believe. These are things I believe in. So I have a confession, which is the conception of faith. I, I believe, which I have many things that I believe in based on God's word. But then you have, I still don't think your faith is complete with just C's and B's. 
You could just be like, oh, I just confess, I just confess, I just believe I confess, I, I just believe and I confess, I, I just believe and confess. Confli but it's missing something. The A's. Action. It's not just about confessing, even though that's part of it. It's not just about believing, but it's part of it. But it's about activating your faith. It's about act Jim Durkin, the one that I, the pastor that I talked about, he said that he began to be intentional, though he didn't understand all of God's word. But as he was intentional to do it, God would reveal to him what that word meant. We're to step out. We're going to step out of the boat today. Come on. Step out of the boat. Come on, faith. Step out of the boat today. We're going to step out of the boat. Here we go. Here we go. Going to step out of the boat today. We're going high stepping, low step, rock stepping, word stepping, stepping on out of the boat. Ha, ha. Sometimes you got to take a step. Peter, come on, Peter, this wet water walker, more so than a dry boat talker, he stepped out of the boat. We walk by faith. So it's not just about you confessing and believing, but it's about activating your faith. Some of you, the, I tell you, when you get plugged in, come on, when you get plugged in, there's something that's activated in our life. I believe that the United States Church, we're not fully alive because you're not fully plugged in. You're not activated. You got some things down. Confess, man, I, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, I believe I go to church, but God wants to release you in activating your faith that you, hey, can you imagine David, this David, David's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I can take him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Here we go. I believe it. I believe it. I believe, I'm going to confess. I'm going to take you out, Goliath. But he never releases a stone. You know what that brother did? He's like, yep, let me at him. I'm going to run at him in a whop. And he takes the Goliath out. God wants to raise up a generation of giant slayers. But you ain't slaying no giant just confessing and believing. It takes action. The totality of faith. And, and I got to tell you something, right? I think that we put, and listen to me, don't take this the wrong way. You don't have to be perfect in order to have great faith. Let that sink in for me. You don't have to be perfect with a cherry on top to, to be used by God and walking in great faith. Are you following me? Let me give you an example. Noah, brother got drunk and naked. I'm not telling you to get drunk and naked. I'm just saying, <laughs> Noah, that, 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 that happened to him. And then, and then you have Abraham. Somebody say, too old. Yeah. He, he thought he was too old. And then you have Jacob, a manipulator, heel snatcher. Come on, wanting to be firstborn. And then you got, you, you got Moses. Come on, Moses. Man, I got Moses on top of the mountain. Ten Commandments. Murderer. Then you got Rahab, prostitute. Come on. Then you have, uh, uh, you, 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 you got Gideon. He's all scared, shaking in his shoes. Then you got David, adulterer and murderer. You go, why, Jay, why you list all those people right there, right there? I'm going to tell you why. Because Hebrew 11, the great chapter of faith, they're all listed in. It's not about you having 
all your ducks in a row that God wants to work through you and he wants to use you and he wants to transform you. Once again, I ain't telling you to go out there and, and live like crazy. I'm just saying that God wants to use you right now in the condition you're in right now as you walk by faith. Faith can remove stuff out of your lives. Faith is a mountain mover. If you got a, a mountain in your life today, I want to let you know faith can move it. There's this lady, let me read the scripture, uh, Matthew 9, 20 through 21. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years, 12 years, She'd been bleeding for 12, not 12 months, not 12 days, 12 years. Came from behind and touched the hem of his garment, for she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. I want you to think about that for a minute. You're sitting at home, you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to sit right here on the couch. I'm going to sit here until God, God, you call my phone to ring up and give me a job. I'm just going to pray and sit here and wait for a job. That's not how you get a job. You need to get out. Get out a little bit. Go fill out some applications. Make some phone calls and ask. Because God will work through you to bring a miracle to your life. That woman, she unclean, crawled through the crowd, went up and touched the hem of his garment, and she got a miracle. And look what Jesus said to her. Look, what, look, look, look verse 22. And Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith. Say that with me right there, your faith. Tell your neighbor right now, your faith. Your faith has made you well, and that woman was made well from that Hour. Sometimes we just like, ah, jail, jail. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay up in my, I'm gonna stay up in my home until I get me a woman. <laughs> God can bring me a wife. He can bring me a wife. I'm just gonna wait right here. I'm just gonna wait right here and get. I just got. If He wants me to have a wife, bring her to the door. I'm just gonna wait. Like what? You crazy man? You need to take a shower and shave. Maybe cut your hair. Go brush your teeth and get around some people. Go to church. Huh? Good place to find your wife, good church. Come on. What's your point, J.O.? Your faith. Your faith bid unto you. Your faith. Her faith made her well. Your faith. Always sitting around waiting for God to do something. He wants to do something for you, but he wants you to step out of the boat. You ain't never going to walk on the water unless you step out of the boat. There was only, out of the 12, there was only one that was willing to step out of the boat. All the others was dry boat talkers, but there was one that was a water, wet water walker because he stepped, he took a step of faith. God wants me and you to, to walk in faith. I heard this amazing testimony last night. I was like, wow, shouldn't surprise me. Gosh, I wish, I wish it wouldn't surprise me. But, but his aunt walked up to me and said, I got to tell you, I got to tell you something about you, You got just a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. My nephew, his name is Mike Kirsch. You happen to be here, Mike? Because if you're talking, about, if I'm talking about you. Okay. 
And so, yes. I want to let you know. I want, I, want, I want to know if I'm talking about you and you in the house. He was, he was diagnosed with uh, uh, stage four cancer of liver, pancreas, and bile ducts, okay? And so he, he went to the healing team, got prayed for. He went to the healing class, and there had been some movement chemotherapy-wise. But then he goes and he gets tested. I don't know all the exactly how it all laid out. All I know is that he went Friday and got tested. Now check this out. There is no cancer in his body. <laughs> Completely cancer-free. No tumor, nothing. Say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. Say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. No more sickness, no more dying. Death has lost its sting. When we come together in one accord, we give praises to the king. Giant slaying, we're expecting the defeat of the enemy. By the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony, giants got to flee. When you say unto the mountain, be thou removed, you got to walk this way. Talk this way. How many know that there's faith that can remove demons? Demons. Jesus said, this is talking about a demon. Jesus answered her and said, oh, woman, great is your faith. She wasn't even a Jew. Let it be as to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour, delivered of a demon. Come on. Demon mountain moving faith. How about opening blind eyes? I mean, that's a pretty big, that's a, come on, that's a, that's a big miracle. Jesus had been in this city called Jericho. He went into Jericho. I wonder what all he was doing in Jericho. I bet you miracles and people are following him everywhere. And now he's walking out of Jericho. And he's, while, while he's walking out of Jericho, there's this guy, this blind guy. His name is Blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> Jesus is walking by. I'm sure it's noisy and people's everywhere. I mean, people follow Jesus everywhere he went. Why? Because he was all about life. And before you know it, I'm sure blind Bartimaeus has heard about Jesus, and he's walking by, and blind Bartimaeus goes, hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People around him started going, shh, be quiet, man, just chill. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you ought to read it. Just shh, shh. And I bet you, I, I think I would have done this. You know what blind Bartimaeus did? He got louder. Jesus! I think it says he, he just continued to cry. Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! And you know what Jesus did? Jesus heard. Here he is walking. The Son of God. God in the flesh is walking. And all of a sudden he hears that. And Jesus stands still in his step. Just stops him. Come on, come on over here. What can I do for you? I'm blind, man. I've been blind all my just blind, man. I want to be healed. And I want you to see what Jesus told blind Bartimaeus. Jesus said to him, 
Go your way, your faith. Say that with me, your faith. Look at your neighbor and say, your faith. has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Come on, come on. Your faith. Your faith. Your faith be it unto you. Will you plug in to the power of God? Your faith be it unto you. I want to show you this picture of this young man. It, when I, I saw it on, on, the, on, 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 the, on, on the website, and I just was like, wow. You look at that and go, what, was, what is that about? It's just a dude standing by a flagpole by himself. Well, this is in Florida, and my understanding is that this picture went viral because what it should look like, it should look like a bunch of young people standing around the flagpole because it's, my understanding is that it's, it's, it's the, the, they, you know, people gather from their schools and they pray for the nation, they pray for their school. And so this mother, the mother of this, this young man, she wasn't on Facebook, even though she was a blogger, she had gotten off Facebook and someone said, hey, you gotta get on, you gotta see this right here. And she, got, she gets on there and she sees this young man and all of a sudden she realizes, that's my son. And he's standing there by himself. Can I tell you how that struck me? I'm like, that dude is a man of faith. That guy is courageous, man. He's out there. He's not like 15 years old smoking weed with somebody in the bathroom or whatever. That brother's out there by himself standing in front of God and everyone praying for his school and praying for his nation all by himself. I mean, that brother's walking the walk. Walk this way. How beautiful. How beautiful is that for a young man to do that? I want you to look at this scripture, Jude 1.3. I think it's going to be behind me. Where's Landon at? Landon, come here. Come here. Come here. Let me tell you something about Landon. You know what this young man, how old are you, Landon? 17. 17. You know what this young man does? On Wednesday by himself, gets in his car or his mom's car, whatever, huh? His car, (laughs) drives here on Wednesdays for noon prayer by himself. And this cat is the youngest dude in the room, seeking God, interceding, praying his heart out, crying out to God. No, for real. No, for real. No, for real. By himself on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, seeking. God at noon o'clock. And it ain't like, hey, 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 it ain't like he's driving from Home Depot. They live in, they live almost in Canada, yo. <laughs> not, not really, not really. But where, where do y'all live? I mean, what, what is it? What is that area even called? It's like, it's, it's North Rathdrum, man. North Rathdrum, right? I've been there many times. It's a beautiful place. But it's a, this cat drives by himself. And I'm not talking about praying like, uh, just going to pray meditatively here. Just no. The guy be crying out to God. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Let, thank you for letting me pick it on you. 
There's hope for our nation. We're about reaching this generation. Listen to Jude 1, 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common faith, or I'm sorry, common salvation, I found it necessary, I find it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend. Contend. You know what that contending means? It's just like, man, put your boxing gloves on. We're going to fight this out right here, yo. Come on, we're going to fight this out. Contend earnestly. J.O., I, I prayed for that person. They didn't get healed. Guess what? Keep praying. J.O., I've asked. Keep asking. J.O., I've knocked. Keep knocking. Earnestly. Contend. That means fight. Fight. God wants to put a fight in you. Don't just, don't just pray one time and go, well, I just give up. I mean, God, if God loves me, he would have heard me. Come on, he loves you. But I tell you what, he wants to put a contending in each one of our hearts when it comes to faith. Earnestly fight. Fight for your faith. Earnestly contend for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Come on, don't give up the fight of faith, church. Let's believe for miracles. No, 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 no. Let's believe for miracles. Let's believe for, let's believe for, let's believe for healings. Supernatural. Come on. God's, God's the God of the supernatural. You got a natural situation. When he steps in, it becomes supernatural. If you're a, a altar worker, would you mind coming up here and and as you come I want to finish with this story right here thank you for coming up I think as many as you guys can come up because we've had quite a few people getting prayer this week now listen to me Jesus was in this house and Jesus was doing what Jesus does sharing good news praying for people people getting healed laying hands on and so these these folks was bringing this I think he was paralyzed bringing him to Jesus, and it was so crowded, they couldn't even get to Jesus. So I love these guys. I mean, you talk about faith. I, I can just see faith on these. They climb up on the roof. Come on, carpenters. They climb up on the roof, remove a tile, and lower this cat in front of Jesus. You know what Jesus said? I love this. Jesus said that he saw their faith. Say that with me, their faith. Jesus saw their faith. You want to know the power of the church? It's not about just your faith alone. Sometimes God, I think, wants you to step out of the boat. So it's not just about you and God, I've just been praying for myself. I've been praying for myself, praying for myself. How about if God wants to use someone else's faith? How about if God wants to use their faith? How about if God wants to maybe break off some pride in your life? And it's not just about you. It's about the body of Christ. It's about the church. It's about us praying together. He saw their faith. And guess what Jesus did? You would think he would immediately heal them. You know what he does? He messes with them. I love Jesus to just mess with you. But he does it in a good way. At least I think that's the way I view it. I could be wrong. He looks at the dude and says, hey, hey, your sins are forgiven you. <laughs> they started having a meltdown. Who, oh, who can forgive sins other than God? Exactly. 
Jesus is God. And then, after he forgave his sins, he heals them. He saw, listen, 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 listen. He saw their faith. Sometimes we're weak. Sometimes it's like, man, I don't even have faith to go to the altar. Man, I'm sure I've been this way for so long. But, but you know what? Don't underestimate their faith. God can use your faith. God can use their faith. But he's moved 